Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. I'm Not Another Sales Guy. In this episode, I'm joined by my guest, Christine Joy Luxano, and we're going to be talking all about the art of goal setting. We're going to be discussing why we should set goals, the impacts of not having them, how it can help us in the world of sales and why people find it hard to set and stick to goals, and also providing you with some practical tips on how you can get better at it for yourself. So sit back, grab a pen and pad, and enjoy. Christine, welcome. How are you? I'm great, Chris. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. I'm very well. Thanks for joining um, me on another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. I'm excited to be one of your guests and looking forward to this. I know we're going to have a lot of fun today. Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought it'd be great to start for the uh, listeners' benefit just by sharing a bit more around you and your background. Absolutely. Um, well, we can kind of go into a little bit of my my career background. You know, I've been in the promotional services, marketing and advertising industries for probably about 25 years now. And, uh, you know, started off my career actually in New York, um, college graduate, straight out of undergrad. And I kind of entered the dog-eat-dog dog world of print, print publishing in, in a sales role, um, which was a lot of fun. Talk about kind of going through the boot camp of corporate training, um, you know, and kind of understanding what that culture was like and kind of segueing out of the 80s, like liquid lunches <laughs> type of business, <laughs> kind yeah. of business environment, right? I mean, it's so different today, but, you know, learning how, how to come up through the ranks um, when sales was a whole different experience. It was more kind of like, it felt a lot more like Mad Men, you know, and today it's, it's very different. But, um, and, um, you know, ended up um, over the course of my career, you know, taking a position out to Los Angeles. So this is where I'm based now. This is where I live. And I've been living here since 1996 and, you know, segued from kind of a publishing advertising industry more into um, sales related to digital and ad tech. So I do work for um, a company in that space right now. And, um, and I manage sales out here on the West Coast for the startup company that's based in the East Coast. So it's been a lot of fun. Sounds it. Sounds yeah. it. Great. Well, thank you again for joining, joining me on an episode. So today we're going to be talking all around the art of goal setting, Christine. And I thought it'd be great you know, to start off by talking around, you know, why is it that we set goals? Why should we continue to always set goals, I suppose, in our personal life and also in our career? No, it's, it's definitely a subject that's near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, I think I just from a goal setting standpoint, I think it's, this is something that's really important for us to do, whether it's in our personal lives, as you mentioned, or, or in our career, because it's, it's a way to figure out um, what it is I think that we're passionate about, what it is that we like to do, you know, and our goals are shaped and, and set and then reset throughout our lives really, you know, based on, on our passions and our ages and stages in our life and what's important to us and what do we want to achieve and obtain in life. Um, I think, think it gives us something to work towards, you know, so that we feel a sense of accomplishment, you know, mm. it feeds into our self-confidence. It does. But I truly think that, you know, sometimes with goal setting also too, it helps us to kind of define a clear path or a strategy, you know, towards getting to something that's important to us and, and for every individual person, right. That, that could look completely different. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, also on a very more spiritual side, I think it helps us to, to learn about ourselves and better understand who we are and what drives us in this world. Definitely. Definitely. You, you mentioned there around you know, helping us create a plan. I think, you know, goals are that kind of foundation you need initially before you have a plan or a strategy to move forwards because, Sometimes it's knowing that you want to change, but until you have that goal, what that actually looks like or what you're looking to achieve, you can't really create a plan or a strategy around it. It's a bit like trying to train for a marathon without actually knowing the distance you need to run. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a couple of other points that you mentioned as well, I think, um, particularly around this accountability aspect of having goals really ensures that you're taking ownership of your own success as well, rather than just going through life or your career thinking by luck you're succeeding at um, your career or you know, 
targets and so on, or for example, in the world of sales, when you when you close a deal, is actually by setting these goals, you can realize more about what you're capable of and what you're in control of as well. Absolutely. And I also think too, you know, it's, it's interesting. It, it's, it, there's a, a learning curve that happens, you know, at every age and stage in our lives. I think as children, you know, we're, we, to keep us safe and to help guide us right through childhood our parents are always telling us what to do and so we're kind of this passive participant often right in this process our parents are telling us what to do our teachers are telling us what to do our college professors are telling us what to do when we start in the work world we've got you know and if we do end up working for a company or organization right we've got senior leadership kind of establishing those strategies and goals for us and, you know, and I think about that now, you know, that was, it's, it, it, it makes sense, but in a, in a lot of ways we're, we, we are a lot more passive, I think in that process. Um, some, some of us start to kind of break out of that role sooner than others. When, if, if we start to kind of identify what it is we're passionate about, you know, some kids, they realize that they're, they're exceptionally gifted, on in a certain area in their life. And so they kind of go after it. And this is where they challenge themselves. And I think, you know, maybe as, as for those of us who are parents, for those of us who are coaches, mentors, sales leaders, right. You know, just to, to remember that we need to kind of create that space for somebody to identify kind of what's important to them, where they want to continue to grow and stretch, right. And empower them to, to hold themselves accountable, because I don't think that's innately, you know, something that we know how to do. It's something that I think, you know, it's, it's really needs to be taught. Um, and I think we kind of come into our own at different parts of our lives, but, you know, you start to realize this as we get older, when we're starting to personally define how we want the rest of our lives to look. And generally that kind of starts into, that kind of goes into early adulthood and beyond. It's my opinion on that. Definitely. And you, and you said there about, you know, something that needs to be taught. I think it's a, a lot around you know, goal setting and a few other aspects within the world of sales or just everyday life. People sometimes take for granted that just because you might be good at something that someone else is going to be. And it's something, as you say, it's an art that you need to train yourself over time really on how you set your goals which we're going to talk about shortly and mm -hmm. how we can actually create them but also um being mindful of them consistently as well because it's all very well writing down your goals and committing to them but you know how much are you actually reminding yourself of those on a daily basis rather than just sort of locking them away agreed and, yeah and um you know you mentioned around creating that space it also gives us that kind of capacity to expand our comfort zone which people would refer it to uh, of what's possible really by setting goals because of course if you're not setting goals then you could become a bit stagnated in life if you don't really feel like there's really any clear movement or progression in anything you're doing I agree with you wholeheartedly and I think it's in that space that we also need to give ourselves permission to to fail, to trip up, to fall down, because that's where learning happens. That's when we start to realize, you know, um, maybe the, the, this, the action steps that I've implemented, these are really not what's going to help get me to, to my goal. You know, if I want, like you, you use this great analogy about, you know, running a marathon, but if you don't know what the distance is, right, that's, that's a problem in terms of establishing that long-term goal or what I like to call, you know, cause I have, I have five, main steps that I like to use in terms of goal setting strategy, but you know, it, it's, it's, you understand kind of what that goal is, right? But if, for example, you decide to train, you know, the week before the marathon, and that's the only time you train and you realize you can't get through the marathon, well, okay, you know what, maybe we've learned that that wasn't the right way to train for the marathon. And that you decide, okay, if I want to successfully run a marathon, maybe there's different steps I need to take because this first go around didn't work. Definitely. Absolutely agree with that. And I think, and we'll, we could probably delve into it a bit later on around why people don't set goals or why they don't keep to the goals they've set. And I think mm -hmm. one of the things is that fear of failure and wanting to be perfect um, at something. And, you know, when you set a goal, there is a chance that you're not going to succeed, which people can perceive sometimes as a waste of time when it when it really isn't because you've learned how not to do something which at the same time is as valuable agree yes 
so what what do you think of some of the impacts then of, of people? I mean, we've discussed a couple there, but what other impacts are there of, of people not having goals or setting within their personal and career? I think, you know, it's 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 very challenging, I think, to navigate through life without some type of a roadmap. Um because there are a lot of people you use the word, you know, you kind of get stuck, right? Or stagnant in their life. And and it's in different areas of their life. This is not just in terms of work or career. This could be in terms of, you know, love relationships. This could be terms of in terms of health and wellness. There's, you know, maybe your 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 financial um success. If you're not creating a roadmap to give you the ability to get to whatever that next is for you. You know, some people like to call it the next level or some people want to call it, you know, that, you know, this, the, you know, this is something I want to achieve or an accomplishment. But if you're not kind of creating a roadmap and holding yourself accountable, um, I think people do start to feel like they, they're not, there's a, it's it's almost like a self-worth issue that starts to come into play. Like I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough or I can't. Um, and there's an emotional impact, I think, tied to that. I think people want to feel as if they're contributing, you know, not only to, to their world, their lives, um, to others. And, and part of that kind of comes with understanding how to empower yourself, right? Um, yeah. You feel good. You feel confident. You feel strong. You know, you want to, I see this in so many people. I find that successful people have generally have a burning desire to help others. They want to help other people feel the same way. Um, so I think, you know, that's, it's, 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 if, if you're not setting goals and if you're not challenging yourself and you're not creating that space for growth, you know, it, it can kind of, kind of have this reverse effect where you start to feel um, like you are a failure, you're, you know, you're unsuccessful in life in, in whatever area it is that's, you know, um, that you're focusing on or not focusing on. Definitely. I absolutely agree with that point. I think by not having goals or not clearly defining what you want to do, that, that lack of confidence, but also motivation becomes very clear because you're not realizing what you're capable of. And if you're not defining your goals and you're just going through life just by doing and living in the moment, it's very hard then to reflect when you achieve something. Was that by design or was that by luck or how did I get there? And then it's not being that self-aware of I was responsible for that versus some other sort of luck or other people were involved in the contribution of that. So for example, in the world of sales, it's a bit like, you know, when you've got a target to hit, if you're not working out your goals of how you're going to get there, when you do get to it, you're not really going to understand what contributed to that and how to replicate it and do it again. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the perfect analogy too, is that if, if we are, um, not setting a goal, um, to your point, we're not, we're also not learning how to create a strategy or an action plan to get there. Right. And in our mindset, you know, that this starts to kind of, we talk, I talked a little bit about a roadmap, but you know, this roadmap can be applicable to different areas in your life and it's like exercising a muscle. So if you can apply it at work, Potentially, you know, you could apply it in your personal relationships. You know, you can apply it in terms of driving certain financial goals, right? You can apply the same roadmap um, towards, you know, uh, maybe a, a, a fitness, right, or a health goal. So it's it's you know it's it's kind of creating almost a a mindset that starts to become natural and kind of part of, of, of everyday practice so that, you know, it, it will get easier as we continue to go. And I think we kind of get stronger in terms of the goals that we'll set and we'll become a lot more optimistic, I think, and, and actually establish more stretch goals, the more comfortable we become with the process. Definitely. And you, you mentioned there around, the, you know, having a strategy and a process. And I think by not setting goals, everything is just really a dream. Essentially, it's just an idea. There's no real action to it. And you always see people and you've probably crossed paths with people like this in, in work life and personal life where, you know, they'll see the next big Facebook and Uber and be like, oh, I had that idea. I had that. But the main difference about the successful people and those that aren't isn't necessarily that they don't have the same ideas. It's just they have a different action 
towards that idea and actually putting goals down rather than just thinking about it. Right. I agree with you wholeheartedly. So in, in the world of sales then, I mean, we've talked about and some of the points you've already mentioned, but how else can it help us by having goals set? I think when, you know, it's, it's in terms of, you know, what an action plan might look like or, you know, or what, what are, what are the, the, the outcomes of, of goal setting in the world of sales? Mm. I was just curious in, in terms of if, what, you know, what direction you want to go in with this one. <laughs> I guess I have all kinds of thoughts. <laughs> well, whatever comes to your mind first. Yeah. Really. I mean, you look, yeah. you know, so you and I are both, um, we're both individuals, right? That work in, in a sales capacity. So Christine, then in the world of sales, how can setting goals help us and particularly our customers? What are some of the things that can come, come, come out of it? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I think in the world of sales, when we set goals, I think part of what that almost forces us to do is to truly come from a place of, I think, being an effective sales leader or salesperson. Um, Oftentimes, we think that when we're in sales, we have to do a lot of the talking, that we have to pitch, pitch, pitch. Um, and by the time we're done talking, a client's supposed to be in love with what we're doing and be ready to buy. And, you know, it's, it's, I've, I've been through this in the earlier part of my career. And I think that that's one of the most challenging and ineffective ways to go about the process. I think when we set goals, we have in our mind what we're trying to achieve that's going to benefit us, right? We think about the end game and the end game is going to be sign the deal, lock into the partnership, you know, make our quotas so that, you know, it has a direct impact on our income, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But if we think about establishing that strategy, you know, what we also need to do is think about it from the perspective of our clients. How do we build a strategy that benefits our clients as well? And what that does is it gets us kind of thinking less about what we're trying to achieve that's just going to help us hit our personal goals or our quotas. But how can these goals really help our clients too? And what this does is it almost shifts this mindset. It pivots your mindset to this place where you're thinking about, how do I ask my client more questions about their needs, right? Mm-hmm. What, are, what are their pain points? Right. What what is it that I can do as I kind of set out establishing these goals and, and this action plan to make sure I'm 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 addressing the client's concerns. Um, I'm I'm putting something on the table. I'm offering a service that really helps that client in their business um, or addresses their needs. And and I think that's really important, too, because if we're taking the time to establish an action plan, it gives us some time to take a moment's pause and think about how do we want to attack this? And part of it is also making sure that we are engaging in those conversations, asking those questions, doing our homework, you know, so that we're meeting the the needs of our clients and we're building that into our action plan. Definitely. And you mentioned there, particularly around, it gets us into this mindset of wanting to ask more questions. And I think the more we get into that process of asking questions to customers, we can understand more about their goals and what their vision is, the more aligned we are to what we can, what we can create with them essentially. Um, and I think by doing that also, it, it gives the customer a clear idea of what we stand for, particularly when we're, when we're creating goals of sometimes like how, how different we are compared to maybe other people they have dealt with. And it shows that almost authenticity about, you know, the sole purpose of why you're doing this is that you want to focus on their, their success and what they can get out of this. Absolutely. And I think that's the difference between, you know, I've, I've, I often coach um, other individuals on from in terms of like, what are some effective ways of, of communicating in sales? And it's like, no one wants to be pitched to, no one wants to be sold to. And the moment they feel that they're sold, they look at you and they don't, they don't trust you. They feel like you want to take something from them and you've already taken up their time, 
you know, and there's, there's definitely um, going to be resistance and hesitation to working with somebody that does so much of the talking and comes at it from the perspective and the mindset about how do I achieve my own goals, right? How do I close this deal? Um, the biggest thing we want to do is establish trust with a client because that takes us from, because you might end up getting the sale, um, but you may not end up getting that long-term partnership. And that's, that's the stretch goal that mm-hmm. we want to shoot for, right? Um, the long-term partnership could actually mean more to you financially, more to you from a personal standpoint. You know, uh, this partnership could have so many more benefits for you um, down the road than just trying to lock into a flash sale or a short-term sale because you're trying to hit a quota. And whatever you sold this client may not really have addressed their needs. Absolutely. And, you know, on that point as well, I think when you're getting into the, the mode of, goal setting and looking to understand your customer's goals and motivations and co-collaborating. As you mentioned there, you also understand not just that they want to buy from you, but why they want to buy from you. And that in itself can help you ensure that you're selling them the the right product or solution at that time, but also help you have a bit more of a long-term vision of how you can continue to work with them in the long run. Absolutely. And I know this is a tough one for, for those of us in sales, but be open to walking away from an opportunity when you know in your gut that you're not helping this person at all, at least not today. Whatever you have to offer, right, your products or services are not going to address their need. Um, not only because it's, it's the right thing to do, but I truly believe down the road, that person will not forget. Mm-hmm. I, I have had this happen to me in my career. Um, it, you know, I called on uh, a marketing director for a major consumer packaged goods company brand. And um, I was fortunate enough to, to get at this point in the sales process where, you know, this individual shared with me the challenges that were happening with his business. And I just realized at the time that the company that I was working for, our products and services, it, it was not going to help support his business in the way that it needed, at least not at that time. And I basically said to him in the meeting, you know, I appreciate that you, you shared honestly what's happening with your business because, you know, in all honesty, I have to be able to, to let you know that we're not the right product for you today. Yeah. You know, and I counsel you to maybe speak to these other organizations. Their products and services are going to help you maybe with some of your short-term challenges to help get you there, you know, um, and, and help you do your job. And we fast forward, you know, say probably about three years later, four years later, I was working for a different organization, um, had a chance to regroup with this particular individual and, you know, told them what I was doing with my company. And as a result, he basically became my corporate sponsor, if you will, my white knight within the organization. And we locked into a three-year corporate deal with this major company, um, with him at the helm, um, pushing, basically pushing this partnership on my behalf. So it's a perfect example of, you know, doing the right thing is also from a sales perspective, really understanding and honoring what it is that your clients need to do in order to achieve their goals, right? And to, to be, be honest with yourself that now is not the right time and just don't sell something just to secure a short-term sale. Definitely. And, you know, some of the repercussions further down the road, if you do go through that, is that classic over-promising under delivering that you know a lot of people find a challenge when they buy something realizing that actually in the long term as you mentioned it's not really the right fit for them or not right fit there and then so in in your opinion then why do you think people find it hard sometimes to set and and stick to goals in their career and also in their personal life i think you know i think part of it is it's 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 fear i think fear of failure is a big piece of that I think it may be the, some, for some people, it's the inability to self-motivate. Um, they have a hard time with it, right? And again, everyone is so uniquely different in terms of where they are in that process throughout the course of their lives. Um, and it, I think it's, 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 there's, there's a variety of things that kind of come into play. I think maybe some people feel that they're not worthy to succeed. They're not worthy, they're not worthy of that promotion, or they're not worthy of, 
of losing that weight or they're not worthy of owning a home that looks like, you know, something that they've always dreamed of, or they're not worthy of um, talking to that prestigious client. I'm afraid to pick up the phone and talk to this client, even though I know my idea is the best idea. You know, the next best thing since sliced bread. I know it. I breathe it. I love it. But I cannot pick up the phone and talk to this potential business partner to talk to talk about it. And so I think that's that's a big challenge for a lot of people, maybe having the self-confidence, right, and the ability um, to self-motivate. And a lot of that, I think, is just tied into to how we feel about ourselves. Definitely. And, and your point there around self-motivation, I think one of the key reasons why people find it hard to stick to goals is that they're not meaningful enough for them. Mm. When people set goals, sometimes they can be quite high level and have no real kind of why behind them. It's always thinking about when you are setting your goals, whether that's in work or in personal life, why are you doing this? What do you want to see as a result of this? And is it going mm. to be something that, as you say, you've got that passion for that, that hunger that when times are tough, that you're going to be able to remind yourself, this is why I started. This is what I want to achieve. Absolutely. And I think, and I think that's, that, that is also kind of a, almost like a, a kind of an inward process, right? We all need to figure that out and that will change. It's amazing because it's, you know, the goals that I had when I was 15 versus the goals that I had when I was 25 versus the goals that I had when I was 35 have changed. Mm-hmm. So it's, but, but I, I know for a fact, and, and I, and I know this about myself is that when I was so laser focused, when I was so passionate about achieving a specific goal in my life, um, nothing could stop me. Right. And I was going to figure out how to get there. You know, and at 15, I didn't necessarily sit down and strategically set up a roadmap or an action plan and document it the way I do today. Right. Cause I'm a lot more structured in the process, but, but I knew that if I wanted that and I was going to find a way to get to that, to that goal or to that accomplishment or that place, because I was so hungry for it. But the one thing I do, you know, Chris, I, I would love to get your opinion on this because setting goals is not just about, you know, I want to achieve something that I know is easily attainable. Mm. I, I really believe that when you start thinking about the goals that you want to implement in your life, that you really should put a stretch goal on the table for yourself. That's, you know, I, I, I was kind of using this analogy, um, but it's, it's, you know, part of it is, is it's, it's almost like if you think about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, right? What it does is it starts to get your brain thinking about not the easiest and most comfortable way to get to that goal. Like, you know, if a goal is, I want to go to the gym this week. All right. You know, get in the car or walk to the gym, go to the gym. You went to the gym, yeah. came back. Maybe, you know, maybe you walked on the treadmill for 15 minutes. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right? But if your goal is right to finish your first marathon and you've never run one before, and it is a daunting goal for you, Right. You kind of have to think outside of the box, right? You have to think about, okay, you know, how do I train for this? What's the time that it's going to take me? You know, what kind of of physical adjustments will I need to make? What's the action plan in terms of how I eat and the time that I need to allocate towards this, right? Um, Do I join a running group? Do I hire a coach? You start thinking about ideas that weren't part of your mindset before. Yeah right? To help you get to this kind of this almost like next level stretch goal. So I believe when we set goals in life, we shouldn't just, you know, set the easily attainable goal. It's, it's, it's the the impact of trying to strive for something that is out of our reach, right? Has a different level, I think, of commitment and passion and creativity attached to it and helps us to grow. Definitely. Definitely. And, and using your analogy of running a marathon, a few points you've mentioned there which is another reason why i think people sometimes don't stick to their goals because they have these goals they want to achieve but they don't really have a plan or a process about how and how to get there you mm-hmm. may hear people say you know by the by this time next year i want to be able to do this or that but it's like okay what's your plan for it and there isn't really any plan it's just they know what they want to be but there's nothing there's no path to that destination 
Yeah. So this, you know, this kind of leads into the second step of my personal, my personal strategy for goal setting. And that's really, you develop a plan, right? And, and you, and document it. So what's really important is, is making sure that, you know, it's one way to hold yourself accountable is to actually put it down on paper or log it electronically, right? Or write out your plan in a notebook, but everyone works best from their own personal system of, of how to document, um, their strategy and their plan. And I think what's really important about this is that it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an, it's one way to hold yourself accountable. It's, it's a visual roadmap for yourself to help get you to your goals. And then as you think about reaching that stretch goal, you're going to realize that your action plan may include what I like to call bite-sized goals, almost these mini goals to get there, you know, but I, I like to, you know, I like to use this analogy, you know, I, it's, it's, if you are, if you're thinking about making, you see this fantastic recipe on the Food Network or something like this, and you, you want to try to make this recipe, and you know you go to the market without a grocery list, <laughs> yeah, right. You end up buying every ingredient except maybe the critical ingredient, right? So it's it's you come home, you're not going to be able to make that dish because you forgot to write a list of all the ingredients that you needed when you went to the market to buy it. And I think, you know, it's just, it's very simplified analogy of, of why an action plan is so important. You know, you're putting steps in place and all of the ingredients in place to help you get to that end, end result, that end goal. But it's really important to document your strategy. Definitely, definitely. And you've kind of delved into um, my next question there, really, which I suppose from the listener's perspective, how can they get better at setting goals and sticking to them and one of the things that i've found has really helped me and people that i coach and have worked with is a you know if we're talking a real practical exercise here is when you're when first of all defining your why i think that needs to be the fundamental start of imagining why you're doing this and what the outcome looks like in the future as a result of you achieving that goal is it something that you really want and is what what impact is it going to have but also the exercise that I do is I get a bit of paper and I write on two columns, first column, why change? Second column, why now? Because naturally, I think as human beings, we're normally more motivated to run away from something than towards something, if that makes sense. We're more motivated mm-hmm. by, oh, to remove ourselves from pain initially. Um, and I think you know, when you're looking to achieve goals, it's first of all, why are you looking to change? What are you looking to change from where you are now? And then why do you want to do it right now? What's the impact going to be versus six to 12 months? And having that clearly defined in your head not just helps you understand where you want to go, but also where you want to move from, if that makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. What My personal roadmap and, and what, if, what drives me, my motivation when I think about goals and goal setting, right, you know, is really kind of focusing on three really important pillars in my life, you know, one is, is the most important is personal, right? And that really ties to like family, friends, my individual growth and self-development and, and my spirit, you know, kind of how I'm feeling from a, from a very spiritual standpoint, um, um, in my life. And then, you know, the other element is financial. Um, and for me, it's, it's really, you know, financial freedom in life, right? The ability to make my choices, how I want to live my life on my terms, you know? And so when I think about financial goals, you know, here at, at, at this age and stage of my life right now, you know, a, a, an example to be um, preparing, you know, making sure situation allows me to prepare for both of my children when they're ready to start college so that I can help support them, right, with college tuition. That's really, that's that that kind of falls into my financial goals today, you know, whereas, you know, 15 years ago, I was thinking about buying my first home. Um, and that was an important financial goal for me. So, and then from a physical standpoint, right, personal health and wellness, you know, where, what I'd like to do, where I'd like to see myself in the next year, five years, 10 years, you know, as I'm thinking about retirement somewhere down the road and, and, and what am I doing from a health perspective, um, to ensure that I, there's, you know, I will, I will be healthy, that there is longevity, that I get to see my children get married and have children of their own. Um, and what are those steps that I can take today to help achieve those goals? Um, you know, and I think all of them are, are really, for me, interconnected because, you know, if we spend too much time in one area, 
you know, we may not be focusing on another, you know, if I'm so career driven and so focused and it's all about making money, I'm losing out on quality time with the people that mean the most to me. I might be affecting my health. And, you know, I can have all the money in the world, but if I'm laying in a hospital bed with a terminal illness, what is all that money going to do for me? Right. So I I feel that, you know, those three areas, you know, that you may not be able to kind of equally dedicate the same amount of time and energy and resources all the time. But they, for me, they're all important and they're all part of my mindset. And I strive towards certain goals in each of these areas on a consistent basis. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a great way to look at it as well. Having almost a kind of, as you referred to pillars of goals, because I think one of the challenges sometimes people have is their goals get jumbled up and they don't really know where that sits within their personal career, family, or or whatever that might be. But I think it's important, as you say, that they're all interconnected and that you need in each of those pillars different goals all the time. It can't just be focused around your career because then everything else is going to take an impact and everything's got you to the point where you are now if you start neglecting it and not having goals around it. You're only going to move sure. backwards in some areas where you're moving forwards and others, but because they're interconnected, it's, it's going to impact you whether it's in the short term or in the long run. Absolutely. You know, and that's, I was really inspired and this, this actually went viral. I'm, you may have heard of this, the five balls of life speech. Um, Brian Dyson, he was the pr- presidency of Coca-Cola and he, this is a commencement speech at, at a university here in the United States. I don't know how many years ago this was, but you know, he, he said, imagine life as a game, right? Where you're juggling five balls mm. in the air and, 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 and these five balls are work, family, health, uh, friends, your spirit, right? Work, family, health, friends, and spirit. So they're five. And the only one that can really bounce according to, to Brian Dyson is work, Right. The other four balls, because that one's made of rubber, the other four balls are made of glass, right? Mm. So if you drop those, there will be some type of damage. Now, I, I subscribe to this because what this, you know, it's, it's very powerful visual kind of analogy for life. You know, we do have room to maybe back off a little bit when it comes to career and work and not make that so much a mainstay of, of all of our goals and all of our time and energy and focus. Um, and so, because, you know, those other areas of our life, right. Um, sometimes you can't make up for what's lost. You can't make up for lost time. You know, you can't, you know, if you've got a health problem, right. You know, it takes a lot of work to get back maybe from that particular health problem to get to a healthy place again. Right. And without your health, you can't be as effective in your work as you'd like to be or with your family. Are you going to be able to take care of your family if you are in the hospital? Um, and so that, that was really, I remember, you know, reading the speech and I was, I was really moved by it because that for me, especially as I kind of got into, I always say that this second part of my, my career life, um, is very relevant for me, you know, and, um, I know that for me to have balance in some way in my life, um, I've got to be able to focus on all of these areas. And it's not just about thinking of uh, what's, what is success is success, you know, achieving a certain level in the organization, making a certain amount of money, whatever, you know, but at what expense? Yeah. So, so I, I, that's, you know, that, that was, that was something that, you know, I remember reading and it was, it, it had very powerful impact on me personally. Yeah. I think on, a point you mentioned earlier on as well, Christine, was around with your stretch goals, having these mini goals broken up. And another reason why I think people can get better at setting goals and sticking to them is not just focusing on the goals as an outcome, but also having process goals. So, for example, in the world of sales, if my quarterly target is 200,000, some of my mini goals need to be making X amount of calls a day or having X amount of meetings, like process goals that are focused on the doing rather than the outcome it's a bit like a math equation when you do that at school you're asked to show the workings out and you you need to know the answer but to get the answer you have to focus on the numbers the workings out to get there and it's the same in life it's the same as work the outcome is what you want to achieve but you need to focus on the process of getting there and that's when you'll get to it it's really important for us. And I, for me, again, this, this is one of the key and probably one of the most important steps 
for me personally in goal setting is to remember to praise myself for each of these accomplishments that I've made, you know, towards, towards these bigger goals. And then even when I achieve the big goal is, is praising myself and giving myself credit for, for, for getting there, you know, and, and rewarding myself too. Um, it's, it's really important to, to stay motivated and encouraged and to, to kind of give yourself, I guess the best way to put it is not only praise, but maybe a little bit of incentive, right. Um, Mm -hmm. to hit those mini goals or to hit those, those, those stretch goals. Um, because achieving the goal is fantastic. Um, I think, but we need to stop and take a moment and, and, and take pause and go, you know what? I did a great job. Like, you know, I knocked this out of the park. It wasn't easy, but I've, I've gotten to this point and I'm proud of myself. I think it's important that we acknowledge, you know, our achievements, um, especially when we may not have somebody else, you know, in the mix to be able to help us with that. Definitely. Definitely. I think, you know, gratitude is, is a massive part of this and celebrating the milestones as you go along, you know, when you've got these stretch goals, when you do get to them <laughs> or you're achieving your mini goals, within that is is recognizing it and just realizing you know how far you are moving forwards and i think this comes back to another reason why people sometimes give up on their goals or don't achieve them is because they lack patience and they feel like that something should happen straight away if my goal is to lose weight after a week or two and i haven't seen any signs and i weigh the same is feeling like oh you know why isn't anything happening already i might as well just give up because this isn't going to happen and it's you know patience is a, is a massive thing you can be patient overall but as long as you're consistent with your goals then you'll be successful with them absolutely and i think also too it's helpful to enlist a friend or a coach or a mentor you know when we work in companies we have sales leadership right we've got managers and and you know the the uh, you know people at C-level down that's going to help lead our sales team to hitting those quotas, those numbers, those targets. But from a very personal standpoint, I think it's going to be helpful if we bring someone into the mix that we check in with and we share our goals and our action steps with them and even ask for their feedback and have that person kind of help mentor us or or, or continue to, to cheer us on if we need it during the process. You know, and I encourage people to do that. You know, it could be a relative, it could be a friend, it could be um, a business coach, a fitness coach, you know, whatever area it is that you're looking to try to, to achieve these goals and, and, and find somebody who wants to be part of the process with you, who cares about you um, and, and will tell you what you need to hear, you know, who'll be honest with you and, and kind of help, you know, give you that little push you need when you need it. Definitely, definitely. And I think, you know, over this um, podcast, what, what you've shared already in terms of some of your motivations and goals, it'd be good to understand a bit more about you then, Christine, now um, to, first of all, you, would you say within your pillars, you have a clear why for each of them or do you have an overall why, which keeps you motivated? I, I think for each of my pillars, I, my why has changed over the years. Right. Today, you know, financial freedom for me means the ability to to make sure that um, I can I can support my family that, you know, my children who are, you know, I've got one entering high school in the fall. One will be in eighth grade. But we're we're thinking long term goals in terms of of college. Right. And being able to make sure that there's um, there's money in the bank to help with that, you know, from a health perspective, you know, there's. I can share with you candidly, <laughs> like three years ago, I started taking hip hop classes because it was just something I wanted to learn how to do. And, yeah. you know, and now, you know, I take class two or three times a week. I love it. But I remember the first class I took. I mean, everybody was going left and I was going right. And then I was watching half the class twerk and I was like, there's no way I'm never going to be. I don't know how to do that. And now I can. <laughs> so, <you know> what <laughs> <I mean? laughs> and I'm proud of it. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, how do we, how do we kind of implement some of these, these goals that um, are very relevant to us at our age and stage of our life? I think, you know, one of the reasons why I went into sales and maybe kind of more of like the overarching um, reason why goal setting is so important is, you know, I also, I was brought up in, in a household where my mom was from another country and she she is born and raised in Taiwan, and she was actually raised in a rural part of Taiwan, and her father passed away when she was three, and my mom pretty much lived in, she grinded through poverty for most of her formative years. I don't think my mom knew what a real full meal was until she was about five or six years old, 
and um and she's had somewhat of a very difficult life and you know she met my dad who's american and you know it was a beautiful love story but i think culturally it was very challenging for my mom trying to understand how to kind of adopt an american lifestyle and you know she moved to this country in her early 20s with two small girls and it was a very challenged marriage and english was a second language and i watched my mom struggle because she had no say financially she did not know how to communicate to try to kind of, of of bring some of this happiness into her life and and i think peace and stability that she so desperately wanted um and so for me i realized that it was you know figuring out i think my motivation was as much as i love both my parents i did not want to see my life go in anything close to this direction, you know, and I became very motivated. First of all, you know, I became my mother's mouthpiece. Um, and so I helped on a very early age to, to help my mom communicate her needs, um, with others. And I would, you know, go with her to the bank and explain to my mom, to the bank, to the bank teller on behalf of my mom, what we needed to do, what the transaction needed to be, and then translate for my mom. You know, if she had a dispute about something, um, or she had a question for, you know, a, a cashier in the grocery store, I was the one who asked the question. So I think early on, I really learned how to communicate and really understand, um, how to, to approach a situation and figure out what it was going to take, what the strategy was going to be to, to drive a certain outcome. And I, I decided to go into sales primarily because it was, I watched my mom, you know, in, in this, in this, in, in my parents' marriage, you know, my mom didn't have any financial say, you know, she didn't, she wasn't able to work at least for the first couple of years. And, and for my father to be able to control the finances meant my mom didn't have a voice um, and didn't have a lot of choices. And so that's molded and shaped what financial freedom looks like for me, right? Financial freedom for me is the ability to live life on my terms, my choices, you know, and, and I think that's what motivated me to go into sales because I like the idea of how hard and how smart your work can be directly proportionate to how much you can make. Definitely. And I think, you know, the story you've just shared there, and thanks for sharing it, is a clear indication of having a, a clear why and what we talked about earlier of like why you're looking to do something. You've got a clear motivation from firsthand experience as well of what you want to achieve and also what you want to avoid as well, which, which obviously has clearly helped over the years. Even if your goals have changed, it's still having that intrinsic why within them. Yeah, so Christine, you mentioned um, earlier on around doing hip-hop classes is there anything else other than that that helps you unwind or you know keep this balance of the kind of work-life balance really oh definitely southern california i mean we we're just fortunate to have great weather so i love to get in nature as much as i possibly can if i can get out to the beach spend some time at the beach or you know the kids and i will take hikes up in the canyons um it's a fantastic opportunity to decompress and kind of your change your perspective um and and you know that expression commune with nature it does have its benefits it kind of helps to um bring you to kind of a place of peace and feeling grounded and maybe, you know, kind of gives you a moment and, and, and some time to, to get some clarity on different areas in your life, you know? So mm. it's definitely something I love to do to get nice. out in nature. Nice. Tried to do that a bit here in London. It's always hard to get out into the wilderness, but um, it's not too <laughs> far away. <laughs> um, yeah. And I suppose as a, as a closing bit of advice then for listeners, Christine, and this doesn't necessarily have to relate to goal setting, but is there any other tips or advice that you give people, whether that be working in sales or in general, that's worked for you over the years? Yes. Um, find your voice and use it. Find your voice and use it. Share your ideas, share your opinions, you know, use it wisely. Your voice is a powerful tool. Um, and don't be afraid to use it, right? Uh, I think, too, don't be afraid to take risks. It's okay to fail. It's okay to trip up. You know, when we were babies, right, we fell down before we learned to stand on our two feet. And when we learned to walk, then we learned to run, you know. So, so know that it's okay to make mistakes. Know that it's okay to, to, you know, I don't even like the word fail. Know that it's okay to not succeed at something that, that didn't, didn't deliver the outcome you thought you were going to have because you're going to learn from that process. 
right? Yeah. Makes you stronger. And I think the third thing is, you know, to be yourself, to always be yourself. I think this is powerful in sales. You know, sometimes we try to emulate other people or we feel that we need to fit a mold to be accepted or approved or for a client or business partner to like us. Here's the deal. There's no one diff- there's no one no one out else out there, excuse me, like you. You are a unique one of a kind you. And that's what makes you so special and you have to remember that. So, you know, we use the word about being authentic, but I think it is let people see who you really are that makes the connection and the energy so much more natural makes the other person feel relaxed and if they really really connect with you right it's a very telling thing those are what some of the most powerful and most amazing successful partnerships will will translate into both in our professional personal world and if you don't click that's a wonderful thing too because you weren't meant to right and you could say okay you can go ahead and swipe right (laughs) absolutely absolutely and that's some really useful you know practical tips there and Thanks for sharing that. And thank you so much for um, for your thoughts and advice and insight today on, you know, everything around the art of goal setting. It's been great talking to you about it. Oh, Chris, thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> the time. This was a lot of fun. And thank you. And learned some great things from you as well. So thank you for sharing. Um, Very I'm welcome. Honored to, honored to be a guest. Very welcome. And um for the listeners, hopefully you've you found some useful insight there in terms of you know the importance of setting goals and practical ways to go around it. So start implementing these things. If there's any feedback from this podcast that you've got, we'd love to hear it, Christine or I. I'll include um, our handles below so you can find out how to follow Christine and also myself. But until next time, stay tuned for another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. If you'd like to stay up to date with the latest updates from Christine, you can find her on Instagram. Her name is Christine Joy Luxano. That's all one word. And for myself, Not Another Sales Guy, with an underscore in each of those words on Instagram or Chris Hatfield on LinkedIn. But until next time, stay tuned for another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. Mm-hmm.